with me, Bonnie LaBelle. I'm very excited about the show today. Um, some of you may know me. I, I was the, uh, the acting coach to the tunes, the Looney Tunes, uh, for years and years. Um, I directed lots of uh, Looney Tunes uh, movies and um, a very, very prominent uh, Hollywood figure, if I do say so myself. Um, but today, today, without further ado, um, I've got... Uh, uh, two very important guests uh, that I'm excited to interview. Uh, of course, we have um, uh, Mr. Lampoon. He's the uh, executive chief of uh, Acme. And uh, if you follow the tunes, you know Acme is very important. Um, and of course, uh, and to my left, um, I've got um, Bert, 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 Bert. How you doing, um, folks? Bert, Bert, Bert is uh, actually the, um, he is the head of, um, of uh, the, um, the explosions um, of, of Acme. So, so we've got that executive chief of Acme, and then we've got head of explosions yeah. of Acme. S S V S S V P of explosions. Thank you. Well, I must say I'm excited to be here and represent Acme. <laughs> Well, I'm happy to have you. Now, now, both of you two play a very important role. You know, we've got um, we've got lots of uh, special effects in the Looney Tunes. Well, everyone thinks it's a science, and it is. And that's what I do. I'm the science creator behind explosions. Now, what do you think is the most um, the most outrageous, uh, outrageously scientific explosion you've ever done? Well, a lot of the times we have Daffy explode, implode. And he's fine. Those are hard to do. <laughs> well, very hard. And I can tell you from experience, when those feathers go everywhere, that, that duck is a mess. That's the plan. But he's still fine. You know, he's, he's wound up like a bee. But Talk about nine fine. lives for ducks. <laughs> <laughs> now, tell me about, tell me about you. Now, did, how did you get the idea to start this company? How did you get the idea to start Acme? Well, I always wanted to make a company that produces the finest dynamite in all the land. <laughs> And do you feel like you... That was my explosion! Do you feel like you succeeded? In, do you think your dynamite is um, is fully... Is the best dynamite in the land? Do you feel like you succeeded? Oh, we are the best dynamite in all the land. And you can see we catch roadrunners all the time. I, I do, I do. I see that. Now, um, now I, I for one, you know, I work with the teens. You know, I, I train them to handle all sorts of explosions. I train them that if their feathers are blown off, if their furs... It's ruffled by the by the fire that you put in your bombs. And you do a great job because oh, our main you. our main goal is to murder them. <laughs> but it never works because tunes are resilient, you know. Oh, well, one day we will murder them. I swear. Just flat out murder. That's all we want to do. Now, please don't, because you know, <laughs> you know that's my livelihood, you know. But I, I, oh well. Now, don't you think you could get arrested if you actually full-on murder a Oh, don't worry. We'll give you a great retirement package if you uh, if we murder all the tunes. Well, I also... Look, look. When push comes to shove, of course, you know I want to keep my fans. We want to push and shove them also. But listen, listen, listen. Don't you sometimes feel attached to the little creatures on the tunes? No. Really? Because I've got to tell you, Bugs Bunny, I feel like he's almost like my own son. I think we should kill him. Yeah. Hey, well, could you go here and I'd like to see a dynamite and maybe put it over there? I think there's yep. a tuna coming around the corner. Yeah, and it's and this this thing's the wick's really long. 
I'm there. Oh, I think he's coming around. He's coming around. He's walking slowly. He's unsuspecting of anything that's about to happen to him. Ah, I just took his feathers off and did not kill him. Damn, I wanted to murder him. I don't know if you'll have much luck. You know, tunes they're very resilient. Thanks to my wonderful acting training. Now listen, now tell me, tell me, tell me. When, have you always known that you wanted to be the head of an explosive company and also make the science for explosives? Have you always wanted to do this? When I went to school, I'll tell you what happened. Uh, a tune got a better grade than me and I decided no more. <laughs> and I took this... This company worldwide. Yeah, we think that Toon shouldn't use the same restrooms as us. Oh, dear. Oh, dear I me. I just personally don't think the Toon should be allowed to vote. Now, listen, listen. Don't you think that's a they little... should probably sit at the back of the bus. <laughs> don't you think that's a little close-minded? I mean, uh, Toon's are very, very talented. I mean, I was so disappointed. My own son told me inside he feels like a Toon. I had to send a boy to camp to feel differently. Well, my goodness. If he's trying to identify as a tune, I'm not interested in that. But here's a question. This podcast is all things loony. You know what I mean? So Some think people think we're loony. I was about to say, inside all of us, I would argue, inside all of us, we have a little bit of tune. Well, we have a, a weird symbiotic relationship with the tunes because we need them. Otherwise, we have no point. And otherwise, you're out of business. So you really don't want to kill them. I'm not trying to throw a wrench in your in your desires, but I just want you to know that there's a side of me that feels very protective of the teens. In our in our budget meetings, it's so hard because we're projecting that there'll be more tunes next year, and we're just still trying to murder them. <laughs> well. <laughs> I mean, the boss here got us these cool cloaks that we wear and masks so we could go go find them. And oh, yes, these cloaks here so we, we blend in with the storyboards that they, they draw the tunes on. So they're white, so they blend in. Oh, dear. Um, I did not realize this is how Acme ran and the motivation behind your explosions. Look, look, I'm, I'm beginning to question maybe... And maybe the tunes should sign on with a different explosion company. Maybe one that does fake explosions, not real explosions. Explosions that aren't designed to actually murder them. You guys are kind of seeming like the the rotten apple on the aged apple tree. Just trying to make money and end the tunes. <laughs> yep. Well, I guess everybody's got to make a living. I mean, my original job was I was a... I don't know if you guys knew this. My first job that I ever had when I was in high school, I I was a poodle shearer. I shaved poodles. And the dogs didn't like it, but it was a way to make money. I hear that. Before I was head of explosions at Acme, I worked at Johnson & Johnson. And I worked at Chick-fil-A. <laughs> oh, I love the chicken biscuits. <laughs> Those companies hate tunes also. Yeah, Chick-fil-A hates all the tunes. Yeah, at Johnson & Johnson, we would throw baby powder on them. <laughs> oh, my goodness, gentlemen, gentlemen. Any, any organization that hates tunes, I hate to say it, hates Bottle Ball, because I, tunes are what I stand for. Oh, uh, buddy, can you hold this? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Ball! <laughs> I must say that was one of our finest dynamite yet.
guys. I'm Lissa Mandel. I'm Philip Cassell. And we're here from The, the Bitch Seat, the podcast. It's an interview show where we talk to guests about the horrible and beautiful parts of their youth. We like to think of it as an adult talk show and tell. A grown-up show and tell. There you go. Like that. So for a teaser, here's some magnetic poetry that I wrote on my fridge when I was 12. Hit it, Phil. Dreams of whispered music felt snow white and lathered me in delirious symphonies. The ache within is black and bitter. A thousand frantic shadows scream and chant bitterly. I sleep on a lake of a thousand diamonds. You were 12? Yeah, I was way ahead of my time. Fair enough. Tune in. This has been an Atlantic Transmission production. Hey!